faith builder. Faith is the building block upon which everything else in our life grows. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Awesome. He is the only way, truth, and life. It is in Jesus, our faith in Jesus, where everything flows. We have an opportunity to add to our faith, build upon our most holy faith, and grow in faith. And that is my goal, to grow in faith. Thank you for tuning in to Faith Builder today. If you are blessed, subscribe to the podcast, share it with others, and consider rating our podcast. This will help us reach further than we could by ourselves. Your help in this is deeply appreciated. Faith Builder. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Anger. 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 Angry. How do we deal with our anger? No doubt this is one of the uh, traps that many people fall in because dealing with anger is something everyone has to deal with because there is so much opportunity to be done wrong and to, to deal with this very natural emotion. But if you understand how destructive it is, you will do everything in your power to remove from anger the weapons that will destroy yourself. Anger is much like a uh, suicide bomber in that the, the, the destruction that is most uh, felt is on ourselves and on those that we love. And so learning how to deal with anger is one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourselves and ultimately a blessing that you will share with your family. Uh, anger is one of the fundamental uh, emotions uh, that we have as uh, men and women, uh, boys and girls. Uh, anger is something you don't have to be coached in to feel it and to exhibit it. I remember my boys when they were babies and they, they were pre-born with a disposition to demonstrate anger at different times, like when they didn't get what they wanted or they were uncomfortable or even hungry, they could show a great uh, uh, displeasure. But as we get older, the, our, our, our purposes, our reasons, the things that spark anger uh, become much more complex and, and in many ways become more real. You know, anger is, is, is in itself a natural emotion. But the challenge is, if we, if we allow it, anger can become weaponized and it will destroy us and everyone that we love. You know, in the Bible, it's actually mentioned 228 times anger is mentioned uh, in the, the Bible version that I read. And uh, the first time that you find this word, anger, in your Bible is in a story about two brothers, Jacob and Esau. And uh, the Bible tells us that what happened was uh, Jacob was the second born of twins. His older brother 
older but by a few moments, was born before him. In fact, when Jacob was was born, uh, when Esau was born, as Esau exited his mother's uh, birth canal, attached to his heel was his brother, Jacob. They called him the heel grabber. And uh, you see that there is this inbred uh, effort to uh, get what his brother had. His brother had the birthright. He was born first. And pretty young in their life at some point, uh, Esau comes to his brother Jacob and said, I'm so hungry. I'm just about to die. Jacob is in the midst of making dinner lunch, whatever the, 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 the eating opportunity was. And Jacob said, well, I have this bowl of beans. I will give it to you if you'll give me your birthright. So Esau sold his birthright, which essentially was the rights that were given to the firstborn. He sold that to Jacob for a bowl of beans. He didn't really think much of it, didn't esteem it, if you will. But later on, as his dad was not far from uh, dying, uh, Jacob was told that his father, Isaac, had sent Esau out into the field to make a, a meal for him so he would have the strength to bless Esau. So Jacob decided, you know what? The birthright is mine. And so he sought to deceive his blind father. And he went and made uh, some food for his father. And in the process of trying to deceive his father, he put the, the wool of the, the, the sheep on his neck and on his arms. And so when he went to his father and gave him the food, his father asked him, come close to me. And as he got close to him, he grabbed him and he felt his arms, he felt his neck and said, you sound like Jacob, but you feel like Esau. And so he blessed Jacob and gave almost every drop of virtue of blessing that could be given to Jacob, who he thought was Esau. And so Jacob left the room and not long thereafter, Esau came to feed his father and gain his blessing. And he found out his brother, the heel grabber, Jacob, the one he sold his birthright to, had deceived his father and his father had given him the blessing. And, and uh, Jacob was told, you need to flee until the anger of your brother has died down. So Jacob fled from the presence of Esau. And you find that this um, treachery uh, is, is common in families, brothers, siblings. Um, uh, Cain killed Abel because he was angry. It doesn't use the word angry, it says wrath. But be that as it may, it was anger. It was the sense of jealousy, the... the uh, the compete competition that siblings have, and you find that in re real life. You find that that um, in uh, in our world, you find it in all uh, different uh, levels of of society and business. 
And these interactions can make you angry. I think it's important for us to recognize that though anger is natural, anger is uh, something that is a part of, of our human experience, we must recognize anger can be one of the most destructive forces in our life. And if we let it, it can destroy us individually and it can hurt everyone around us. When we give air to anger and it becomes a part of our life, anger becomes the first reaction to things that may just be small, but it has become the breath of our ethos. We are just grating on uh, the, the injustices of life and it has reached a point that it is the overarching first response that we have when we're confronted with something that makes us uncomfortable. Um, and and, it, and it, can, it can revolve around something that happened to you as a child or as a teenager, as a young adult. Uh, it, 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 it can just emote, it can flow from uh, the legitimate wrongs that we've had, legitimate abuses. But anger, and if we allow the, the negativity to charge our life, uh, what will flow from us is we will be the perpetuator of abuse and not just simply the abuse. You know, there is a medicinal um, liquid that you can buy. It's called collodial silver. Some of you may have heard of this and, and how it's created is someone will take a piece of pure silver and put it in water and add a charge to that silver. And in the process of that charged electrified silver put into water, it will begin to, to diffuse these metallic uh, reflective microscopic flakes into the water and uh it will it can so become metabolized in that water though you can look at the water and not see it you can get a red laser and and shine it through the water and you can see that red laser is begins to be reflected refracted and fill that container of water with that red laser and sometimes people allow their 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 being their soul their mind to be uh so uh have so metabolized the anger and the bitter dark spots in their life to where when light uh a laser situations enter into the substance of our life everything inside of us begins to retract and reflect and shine back this thing that we have allowed to to define us you know somebody said well you know they cut me off in traffic or they didn't give me the right change or they may I had to wait forever to get my burger or the traffic was terrible and everything just brings us to the brink and we're just right there all the time <laughs> And, and what what has happened is a lot of times these are just symptoms. These are just uh, fruits. These are just branches. 
But at the root of the problem is this thing that we've allowed to metastasize and, and, and be electrified in our life. And we lose our sense of patience. We lose our sense of grace. We lose our sense of forgiveness. And the one that is most wrong is ourselves. You know, the New Testament gives us three basic instructions in dealing with anger. One of them says, put off your anger. Just, Just don't wear the anger. Don't carry the anger. Don't... Uh, allow anger to be something you carry with you everywhere. Put it off. Uh, the second thing the New Testament tells us, don't provoke your children to anger. Just because your parents made you angry doesn't mean you should continue that habit. And the third one is be angry and sin not. What do I do with my anger? You know, uh, Ephesians chapter four and verse 26 says, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath, neither give place to the devil. It, It is important for us to understand that anger can become a doorway into allowing darkness and and destruction into our life. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. I've heard it said, and I think it's wonderful advice, that when you're married, don't go to bed mad at your wife or your husband. Forgive, make peace, go to sleep uh, with with forgiveness between the two of you. Because if you allow anger to become the major ingredient to your any relationship, that relationship is going to ultimately be destroyed by this anger you allow to reside inside of you. Uh, it goes further, verse 27, neither give place to the devil. It is my observation that anger, bitterness, hurt, when a person holds that close to themselves, that they they open the door for all manner of wickedness to come into their lives. Uh, You know, one of the greatest dangers we give to the devil in the realm of hurt and bitterness and anger is that that it steals from us the ability to rationally deal with situations. When you're dealing with anger, because anger cannot be reasoned with. Anger, you cannot sit down and make peace with anger. And so the antidote for anger is this medicinal salve. And, and, And this medicine isn't for the perpetrator. This medicine isn't for the one that wronged. This medicine isn't for the abuser but it's for you that have been hurt, you have that have been abused, you that have been betrayed. This is for you. How to deal with your anger is you, by the grace of God, need to bring yourself to a place where you can say, Lord, 
forgive them. Lord, help them. Lord, heal them. Because the truth of the matter is hurt people hurt people. And many times the abusers in your life, if you were to rewind the clock, you would find they were first abused. But they did not allow themselves to deal with their abuse, their hurt, their betrayal properly. And they have become the very thing that they hated. I was talking to a, a, a precious friend of mine the other day, and he was relating with, to me a conversation that he had with a man, a man whose father had deserted him and a, a man who, whose family had disappointed him. And, and he had, had, had carried around that hurt so much. But as a man, he had done to his children the very same thing his father had done to him. And so while grading and carrying the burden of, of loss and abandonment, he himself had perpetuated loss and abandonment. And I think it's so important for us to realize the one that will be blessed when you fully forgive is you. Because bitterness and anger and hurt, it destroys the vessel in which it lives inside. We have got to pray for the Lord to help us to deal with those that perpetuate wrong on our lives and, and ask the Lord to help them, to bless them, to heal them so that they would not continue to perpetuate the hurt that someone did in their life. You know, the picture of this is found in the story of Joseph. Joseph uh, was betrayed by his brothers. Almost all of them wanted to kill him because they just couldn't stand him. They hated him. But one of his brothers rescued him. And while he went off to find a way to rescue him, the other brothers saw a slave train going towards Egypt and he they sold their brother to be a slave. And so this brother that had been favored by the father who had, was, was uh, the grandson of faithful Abraham, he was hated, betrayed, and sold into slavery by his brothers. And he went and he was the slave to a man named Potiphar until one day Potiphar's wife lied on him and Potiphar believed his wife and threw him in the prison. And, and if that wasn't bad enough, he ministered to people in prison and he prayed. I would say, based on the story, you could see that he, he had compassion and, and prayed for those that were in prison. And those he dealt with in prison forgot about him, betrayed by his family, uh, 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 lied and betrayed by someone he served. And finally, he was forgotten by those who he helped. But the Bible shows us that the turn of events happened and Jacob became, this, for all intents and purposes, the most powerful man in the world, the second most powerful man in Egypt. And the Lord used him to save all the world by interpreting a dream. And a day came that the same brothers that wanted to kill him, the same brothers that betrayed him, the same brothers who sold him into slavery, and they came into his presence. He could have had them killed. He could have uh, thrown them and left them in prison. Uh, there came a moment when he 
revealed himself to his brothers. His brothers were overtaken in fear and, and, and Jacob made this great revelation. He said, you intended it for evil, but God has made it good. And can I tell you that, that I don't believe that everything bad thing that happens in our life is God's will. I don't buy that. We live in a broken world with fallen people, hurt people that hurt people, and we are caught up in the maelstrom of all this hurt and all this pain and all this bitterness and so many innocents and so many uh, lives are, 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 are harmed and hurt by this uh, repetitive generational curse of hurt, of damnation, of curses. It just and, and sometimes it's almost like someone doesn't have a chance. But if someone would exercise the grace that Joseph showed, he forgave, he fed, he enriched his, his persecutors. He gave place for those that m removed him from his place. And he was a blessing to them. If we can see that whenever we refuse to respond to our persecutors in like manner, we remove from them the power they have had over us and we put ourselves in the position of control. And we do that by forgiving. We do that by blessing. Jesus said, pray for them that curse you and bless them that, uh, that do you wrong. You take the control away from the abuser. And I'm not, I'm not condoning abuse. Absolutely not. I'm talking about remove from the, the, the situation. If someone's abusing you, flee to the mountain. But at the end of the day, you can't carry the burden of the abuse. You have got to put it in the hands of the Lord. And there's going to be a a judgment day coming. If these abusers do not find mercy and grace, they, they will be judged. Jesus said it would be better for a man to have a millstone put around his neck and cast into the depth of a sea than someone to hurt one of these little ones. And I believe there's going to be a special place in hell for people that abuse children. If they don't find mercy. I do believe the Lord is merciful and can forgive people that have done terribly wrong. But, but at the end of the day, God's the one that saves and God's the one that curses. But what our responsibility is, is to make peace. Don't allow the wrong of others to flavor and season your life into a, a, a state of negativity, bitterness, hurt, because you are the one that will be held in that prison. And the person that did you wrong is scot-free, flying through the world, messing up everybody else that will not learn the ability to forgive. Amen. So, so ask the Lord to forgive, forgive you for dwelling in the anger. Ask the Lord to forgive those that wronged you. Ask the Lord to help those who caused you pain because hurt people hurt people. A bitter people embitter people. And so if, if you won't, don't want to become the abuser, you've got to learn how to forgive and release those that have done you wrong. 
there, there is a picture of someone that is innocent, but is stoned. In Acts chapter seven and verse 59, a man by the name of Stephen, his job in the church was to wait on tables to serve the widows. That was his job. And in the midst of that, he would preach the gospel. And he preached a message that so enraged the people in Jerusalem that they took him outside and they threw rocks at him until he died. But his last words, verse 59 says, and they stoned Stephen, calling upon God, saying, this is what Stephen said, Lord, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. The thing that released him from his pain was when he asked the Lord not to judge them for this wrong. How did he do such a thing? I believe it is found in the example of every believer. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, dying from betrayal, dying from rejection, dying from abuse, even to those he came to, those he came to save, those he came to uh, redeem, they were the ones that rejected him. This is what Jesus said. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. How to deal with anger? Give it to the Lord. Pray for the Lord to have mercy on the souls of those that are perpetuating this pain. And just pray it into Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Ask the Lord to save them. And in the process of forgiving and releasing the pain and the problem and the persecution you've received, not only will this heal you and bring you peace, but it could very well be the tool that God uses to bring a revival in the world around you. I'm reminded of a story. A man I, I pastored at one time was at a season in his life was raised by his stepfather, who he blamed for breaking up his mom and dad. His, his mom left his dad with his siblings and they could hear his father cry every night from the hurt that his wife, the mother of these children, had put on them because she ran off with another man. So the young man grows up and he ends up and goes and lives with his mother and his stepfather and he hated his stepfather. And one day he went to a camp meeting and he was praying for the Lord to fill him with his spirit. And as he was praying, he said, I felt like the Lord said to me, forgive your stepfather. And he said, I, I just stopped praying. I, I put my hands down. I walked out of the building because I wasn't going to forgive the man that hurt my father and hurt my family. He walked out. I don't know how many days passed by, but he went back to camp meeting. And because of the Lord had been dealing with him for multiple days, he came back. And when he began to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, he forgave his stepfather. And God filled this young man that forgave with the Holy Spirit of God. And a few years would go by, but he watched as the Lord saved his mother and the Lord used him to see his stepfather saved. And he saw dozens of people in his family and among his friends 
come to salvation in Jesus Christ. But that would not have happened if this young man that had been wrong, that had been abused by the infidelity of his mother and stepfather. He was wounded mortally almost. But because he forgave, he received the Holy Spirit of God. And God used him to be an instrument of revival, even to the point of salvation to his stepfather. And I think that so perfectly encapsulates what we have the power to become rather than the executioner or the henchman on those that have done us wrong. But the Lord could use us to be an evangelist, to save, to see save those that had wronged us. And regardless of what may happen to your uh, enemy and the one that did you wrong, ultimately in the process of forgiving others, we make ourselves, um, we qualify ourselves to receive the grace of God. Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, their trespass, your heavenly father will not forgive you your trespass. Let it go. The bitterness, the hurt, the the pain, and it all may be legitimate. It may all be real. It may all be unjust. But if you will release it into the hands of the Lord, release the anger, and ask the Lord to help you bring about some, some, some peace inside of you. So if one, someone came and shined the light of God's love inside of you, what would be reflected back <laughs> is the evidence that God had healed you. My wife told me that if you leave that water out in the sun, that the sun will remove from that colloidal silver. It will cease to have its effect if you leave it in the sun. The only way that colloidal silver stays effective is you got to keep it in the dark. And I'm telling you, if you will expose even the darkest part of your heart to the grace and mercy of God's Holy Spirit, he will remove the power of those things that one time charged and flavored your life to the point of negativity and and unspeakable hurt. Jesus can heal you of your hurt. Jesus can help you with your anger. And he can allow you to take control of the things that have controlled you. That's what you do with your anger. That's how you deal with your anger. I pray this has been a blessing to you. And uh, I'm praying that, that this would, would potentially open a door for some to find some semblance of peace and, and put you on the road to uh, wholeness and holiness to a point of not just uh, experience salvation for yourself, but that God could use this to bring salvation in the lives of others. And, and I know Jesus can do that. Uh, feel free to send me an email. Uh, my email is at pastor at springridgechurch.com. I invite you to visit our church website, www.springridgechurch.com. If you live in the Jackson area, I invite you to uh, come and worship with us. Uh, our church is on the corner of Highway 18 and Spring Ridge Road. We'd love to have you with us. 
Sunday morning begins with Sunday school at 10 o'clock. If you don't make it to Sunday school, you can get there at 1045 for worship service. And uh, we are expecting good things in the Lord, and we would love you to be a part of that. So God bless you. Have a great day. Faith Builder. Faith is the building block upon which everything else in our life grows. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Awesome. He is the only way, truth, and life. It is in Jesus, our faith in Jesus, where everything flows. We have an opportunity to add to our faith, build upon our most holy faith, and grow in faith. That is my goal, to grow in faith. Thank you for tuning in to Faith Builder today. If you are blessed, subscribe to the podcast, share it with others, and consider rating our podcast. This will help us reach further than we could by ourselves. Your help in this is deeply appreciated. Faith Builder. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God.